back with another episode of Sessions with Mary Jane. I am your host, Jordan Freed. And I'm Rita Ezra. And I'm on the right side, Brendan O'Brien. <laughs> and uh, we are Late Night Hump, and we have a wonderful show for you this evening with a very funny uh, Philly-based comic. Uh, give it up for Zoe Dixon, everybody. Woo-hoo. Hello, hello. Yeah. Zoe, you just mentioned that you just got off of work. Uh, where were you working today? I'm an art teacher. Ooh, so nice. That's what I did. That is what, what I was grade? doing today. What grade? I teach elementary school kids, so like second to fifth grade normally. Wow. How is that? It's, you know, one day at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, do you think, it, like, because I'm sure I have a sister who teaches, um, also she's taught elementary, middle school, high school, um, but do you feel like teaching elementary school kids helps you handle adults, <laughs> people that you meet throughout your life have, like, because I'm sure you have much more patience and tolerance for certain things, but just, like, people, you know, I don't know, out and about, like, adults can be babies. I think I think adults are worse. I think adults are worse, which is why I work with kids. Yeah. How long have you taught art for? Um, I started at this job this school year. Before that, I worked at like painting with a twist. Mm-hmm. So it's been a little less than a year. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Switch from wine to apple juice. Basically. Yeah. Basically. <laughs> Sip and paint. All right, well, Zoe, before we uh, continue on and get into this episode, we have uh, a challenge for you that you will be able to partake in throughout the course of this episode. Um, we are going to ask you to name, uh, appropriately because of your profile picture, you're going to name as many Pokemon as you can throughout this podcast. So okay. you say, whenever you think of one, you say it, we put it on the list and see how many you get at the end of Sessions of Mary Jane today. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, do I call them out? Do I just call them? Oh out? yeah, yeah. yeah we, you want. Want. we will have okay. our PA record it. All right. I'm. I'm going to start with Wobbuffet. I think he's the goat. I think he's the underrated goat. Why is he the goat? He because he minds his business. Wobbuffet minds. <laughs> true. That's very true. Yeah. Have you noticed that there are uh, certain qualities uh, in the Pokemon that you have seen in human beings in your life? Um, uh, especially, I want to say Psyduck. I see a lot of his qualities in me. I think we have the same mental illness. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I fuck with that. Um, I think we got a lot of meows in this world. Mm-hmm. I think we got a lot of people trying to please others. Yeah. Is there a certain is there a certain Pokemon type that you don't necessarily vibe with? Like when you see the equivalent of certain Pokemon in the wild of our real world, you are like, get away from me! I will not catch you. Electrotype. Electrotype. Oh, Mm. yeah, that's a good pick. Yes, that's a good one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How? When did you uh, get into Pokemon? From the very, very beginning, or were you, because, I mean, I Pokemon is only, oh my gosh, Pokemon's 25 years old, right? Yeah, Pokemon's older than me. Yeah. Oh, it's so. about, it's, I've had a year of, like, without Pokemon. Yeah, Pokemon yeah I can imagine, I can't imagine without, <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. 
It's just all encompassing. Yeah. Where did you, I'm sorry, where did you grow up? Philly. Oh, okay, cool. So you grew up there and you're there. How, so how has it been from the beginning, your childhood to now, post-pandemic, to people, well, I mean, I, the, the growth in the population is very different, but can you talk a little bit about that? Just my life. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, but also like, <laughs> yeah, in general, everything. I I in one hundred words or less, tell us your entire life story. Notes. Um, but like specifically, growing up in Philly and how that's changed through the course of your life. Yeah, I mean, I've moved to a, different, a couple different areas. When I grew up, I would say like most of grade school, I lived in the northeast part of Philly, which is just like mostly immigrants. Um, it's not a very rich area. It's very cool. Um, and I used to, it was very like, Philly has like a lot of cool architecture and like shit to do. But I feel like as I get older and as like gentrification happens, Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, the biggest change is the architecture. Like they're knocking down all the old houses and build those like square, um, Mm -hmm. apartment buildings. Mm hmm. Yeah, it's that is kind of sad because it like takes away the character of a place. Yeah, right. And it's just like you're like, no, stop, stop walking over here and stop doing that. To me. Yeah, I, I think unfortunately, yeah, stop coming to Philly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think more and more areas as more time goes on, like people are just like trying to go for like more of like, a uniformity and basically turn every city into a, a condo complex, essentially, right? Because that's like. In some, in some people's world, that's, like, the ideal look is that everything looks, like, exactly the same as everything else. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is bizarre. Yeah. I don't know. Growing up, and you're watching Star Wars, and you think that's going to be, like, the future, and you're like, everything looks so different. And you're like, what do you mean? We have all these different planets. Like, why is yeah. everything now shaped like a box? Yeah. <laughs> why is everything a luxury apartment? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Vader's M is the real future. <laughs> oh my yes. gosh whoa bring it back yeah that show wow yeah. i should have rewatched that as an adult yeah that's right there, there are a lot of shows we had as kids that were very adult concepts yeah yeah it was early, the, early dog oh my god yeah yeah that yeah. kind of sad kind of scary that show stays with you. Yeah. yeah. It gets you ready for the real world, though. I I, I, I like to think that we are more equipped for this world because of the cartoons that we watched. Um, Absolutely. Zoe, do you remember the first cartoon that you saw or like just like the first memory of seeing a cartoon when you were a kid? Mm, I don't know. I was always a tar- cartoon kid. It might be Pokemon. It might be SpongeBob. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I saw Monsters, Inc. in theaters. Oh, the first one? yeah. That's a big memory. That's yeah. a big memory. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. What is it about cartoons that has, like, always kind of attracted to you or at least interested you? I guess, because, like, we'll, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but you are also a cartoonist and an artist and a figure drawer yourself. So, like, what, what, what about cartoons made you want to create your own comics and your own cartoons, essentially? Yeah, when I was growing up, I was really big into reading, like, the Sunday comics. So my grandma would, like, save them for me, and the paper for my mom would save them for me. And I would just read all the time, draw my own comics, figure out how to do my own storyboards. Um, and I just like cartoons because anything could fucking happen in a cartoon. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> it's, I, I like the surreal stories. I like the artwork of it. And I love, like, how much work 
goes into like a 15 minute episode yes what's your uh hall of fame sunday cartoon what were you hall waking of up for mm, i mean how can i choose I always was a big fan of like there was this one cartoon it was called Shallon Showdown. Mm, okay. Have y'all ever seen it? It was yeah. like a it was like a fighting. I love the violence. I love um tragedy, watching people suffer. So <laughs> that was um that was that was that was a good one for me. That was a class Yu Gi Oh. That was a great cartoon mm. back when oh. I liked Yu Gi Oh. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, wow. What <laughs> What is it about cartoon violence that that we need like a warning about it? Why 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 are we warned about cartoon violence on TV shows and stuff like that? Um, I mean, put it simple: many children are pussies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they get scared and they cry. So I guess you gotta put a warning. But even if you put a warning, kids don't read well. So. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. Even, even in the, when they have like Tom and Jerry, that's a lot of violence. You have people, like, yeah. I mean, not people, but the, the back and forth. And the other one, oh my God, what, probably the most violent, you just made me think of a uh, cartoon I saw was, uh, was it Happy Tree Friends? Is that what it's called? You don't know? You guys, you don't know this. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> oh my God, you guys. Okay, let me just. Tell us, Reed. Tell no, us. No, no, no. Like, just one quick thing. There's a scene. Where it's like, uh, not like a, uh, it might have been a moose and a squirrel, but it's not like that, the other, those other ones, whatever that other cartoon is. Um, it's this one, let's like, he, like, they, they get into like an accident or whatever, and then the animal, it's a cartoon, the animal is now sawing off his leg with a spoon. <laughs> this is what was in the wow. episode, and you would only like find it online or on the computer or something. I don't know if they were like on TV, and then he realized it was his wrong leg. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, it's just so like gruesome and violent, but it was a cartoon. Yeah. Like, it was it's so interesting because I think I think especially now we definitely have reached a point where we we all know that like animation and cartoons are definitely not just for children. I think like our generation probably spearheaded that in a lot of ways in terms of what we were watching. But there's something still like for some people there's something still like you immediately associate childhood with animation no matter what the context. Is. So, so I, I think for some people it's more effective the violence because. They're like, oh, it's animated. This is going to be for children, and then you, and then it's the absolute opposite. <laughs> well, you don't have kids Absolutely. making them. You have not yet, making them, right? Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Yep, that's true. I don't know what kind of tech kids have now because they're able to like edit on their iPads and like do all this other stuff. What would you say? Uh, well, question: How has for you teaching art for elementary school kids? How has technology actually disrupted that? Because obviously you, like, you know, when you were an elementary school kid, before any of this super advanced tech came out, I'm just curious, how is that, how is that different in the classroom? Um, I feel like the classroom, at least mine, isn't that bad because most of my kids don't have cell phones yet or anything like that. True. Some of them have Absolutely. school full laptops. Um... But they can't, like, go on many websites on there. Um, and because they're so young, they still haven't, like, seen the horrors of the internet. Like, they haven't seen, like, people get ahead, getting chopped off yet. They're just, they're not in that phase yeah, yet. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, my God. Definitely, yeah. 
But you're the art teacher. That's what you have to expose them to. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I I put them on to Hey Arnold. Like the the kids that I teach, they've never seen it, never heard of it. And they were just like, what is this? And I was like, it's just kids being kids, guys. Yeah. yeah, that used to be a thing. Yeah. <laughs> it used to just be kids being kids. Now I feel like we have to have like a purpose and an agenda, and we have to go on here. We have to influence people. Yeah, now there were episodes of Hey Arnold where they were just like their whole thing was they like got on the wrong bus, or they, or they like were like they had to like figure out how to make an ice rink when there was no ice rink. Like you know, it's like normal kid shit. Yeah, just regular shit. And I feel like because these kids are growing up um, in Philly, it's good to set a cartoon in an urban setting. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You always, yeah. You always see cartoons on bullshit. Ed and Eddie, they lived in a fucking cold in fact. I don't know why they live there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Jordan, you lived on the street of a cold de <laughs> Oh, yeah. Very, very different vibes. <clears throat> The the city vibes versus the the cul de sac vibes are yeah, very different because like in a small town like you meet like you you probably meet like one crazy person a day but I feel like if you're in a city like you meet a lot of crazy people like just walking down the street just because there's per capita there's like a hundred crazy people but there's a thousand like people who are totally fine right now and like getting through their day and like functioning with society at the moment also like I think it's just a numbers game really. Mm-hmm. How many people yeah, you're seeing? Yeah, it shapes you more things happen to you in a city just because there are just more people around and there's more things going on. There's more just variables in your life. Yeah, yeah. I do. I do kind of want to now see uh, a spinoff of Hey Arnold, where Arnold moves to the suburbs and has to adjust to like the culture shock of of living in the suburbs. And He'd probably be so bored. Probably, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, what do you? What are your thoughts on like the transition that's happened between kind of the more traditional animation style, like something like like a Hey Arnold, or like a lot of the old cartoons we used to watch, versus like the more three dimensional model type stuff that you see now more days? Um, I'm definitely a hater. Um, definitely not a big fan of it. I really love hand drawn cartoons. Mm. Like, I love the like effort you can see put into it. The computer animation, I think you can do a lot of stuff but sometimes it looks like i don't know how to put it they try to make it look real but it's still an animation and then it just like looks weird to me yeah Yeah. it's it's like too polished yeah it's yeah like like, that lion king that new lion king yeah oh what new lion king the live action lion king no i never saw that you did see that at the drive-in was Anyone? I sleeping? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I that. Well, I think that's all the review we need for that movie, Lion King. <laughs> the movie you'll sleep through. <laughs> or the other uh, movie about cats. 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 We did not see cats. We did not see cats. I know, but I'm Still saying, like, also <laughs> animated with them trying to make oh, it, like, yeah. their faces and, yeah. like, or the Disney princesses they have. Yeah. Where the animation's just too, like, obviously the facial features aren't realistic not like they were realistic to begin with back in you know like disney's 50s or 60s movies but mm-hmm. it is still very yeah it's 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 odd yeah yes. it's odd. remember back when we also had that like had the um 3d and like 4d was like the new thing in the theaters when you yeah. have like <laughs> do, they, do they do 3d in movie theaters still is that a thing that happens still 
They do I don't know. Movie. I don't go to. I have tried to avoid movie theaters um, now. Yeah. Cause they're all dark and dirty. Dirty places. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But isn't that the charm? <laughs> <laughs> that old time charm. The, the mystery. <laughs> yeah. The mystery of the theater. Yeah. Uh, so, did you go off to school? Did you go to school in Philly? Um, my first year of school, I was in Pittsburgh. I went to like a little liberal arts school. Um, then I went to like an era where I was living in Vegas um, and being weird. And then I transferred to Temple. And... Wait, wait, can we pause? Yeah, we gotta talk about the Vegas era. <laughs> this feels formative. <laughs> it was very formative. It was very formative. Pittsburgh, uh, I'll start with Pittsburgh. It was very fun there. Um, I met a lot of horrible people. Um, <laughs> horrible in what way? Horrible Pittsburgh. Um, definitely very dank. Mm. Definitely very um, d- gritty, mm. I will say. And I'll say, um, I met a lot of cool people, but it just they just didn't have the energy people in Philly have, I guess. Mm. Um, and then when I was living in Vegas, I loved it there. I would love to move back there. Um, but unfortunately, I'm sorry. I'm high as hell. I ain't no, supposed to help yeah, yeah, MJ, time. and Mary Jane takes uh, yeah. <laughs> this one she kicks in. This is the place for that, yes. And if you are yeah, listening at home, it's a safe space. Yeah, guys. In case people are doubting us at home, listen, this is real. <laughs> listen, the pre- people listening, the people who are speaking, we're all in the same boat, and we'll just keep riding that boat together. So go on, do your thing, and uh, continue. You were in Vegas, and you would love to go back there. Yeah, it was great living out there. I was 19 at the time. Um, on your own. I was, it was me and I was living with this guy. Hmm. For how um, long were you in Vegas? We lived there a few months. He had a, he got like this internship and hmm. he got like this crazy internship in like the VIP like department of some resort down there. Wow. And he was like, you want to come? And I was like, yeah. So. Wow. Yeah, that was it. I went. Lived out there for a while. Yeah. What was the biggest change or thing you had to adjust to moving from the East Coast and then all the way out there? How nice people were. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> very, very nice. It's very relaxed. The pace is very slow. Um, and everything's open all the time. I, I loved it. It was like my ideal place to live. Hmm. Wow. That's sweet. Yeah. 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 Zoe, you uh you dabble in uh the skateboarding. Is this a true fact about you? Uh yes. I feel like I'm on Nardwar. Yeah, I oh, do yes. skate. Yes. <laughs> I used to. <laughs> I, I definitely skate, yeah. Please tell us of your tales of how you got started skateboarding and all your joys of four wheels and one board. Um, real bad at it and got fucked up a lot on that board. Um <laughs> I started, I think the first time I skated, I was in the fifth grade. Um, I used my older brother's old skateboard. Once that broke, I didn't do it for years. Picked it back up when I was 20, and I was going to Temple University. And there's, like, a lot of girls who skate, like, on that campus. Like, they have group chats, and they all meet up, like, at midnight to skate and stuff like that. (laughs) Very strange. But I was just, uh, I was big on just, like, skating. I loved uh, drinking and skating and seeing how that went. Um, (laughs) It fell a lot. It hurt hurt my knees a lot. Um, What was your go-to beverage when you would drink and skate? 
Um, I would drink like four locos. Nice. <laughs> very solid. Yes, yeah, very energized. Yeah. Um, yes, very solid. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, the most confidence for the skating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. Have you? Are there any other like skating circles that you've been involved in, or that you've like like other places, people that you know that have skated in different areas? Um. I've mostly just skated in Philly skate parks around here. I did because of like my skating lifestyle. I remember I went to the premiere of that movie mid nineties. Mm. Oh. I got to meet the cast and everything. Oh, cool. That was really, really fun. Very wow. Cool. Yeah. What were they like? Um, they were like regular skaters. They were just like, yeah, yeah we're in a movie. And I'm like, Definitely very cool. Definitely one of my more fun, like, celebrity experiences. Yeah. Have you had non-fun celebrity experiences? Unfun? Mm, fun? I don't know. Fun. I don't know if I've had any unfun ones. I've had some, like, uneventful ones, some, like, unexciting ones. That one was, like, fun because we got to, like, interact with the cast and everything. Um, But I've met some celebrities where we just, like, take a picture, which is just like, yeah, well, you know, whatever. Yeah. Is it? Do you have um, like an ultimate like favorite celebrity of all time? Um, I don't know. I try not to focus too much on celebrities. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> it's wise. I, yes, <laughs> agreed. Yes, I can't keep up. I can't keep up with a stranger's life. Like there's people whose work I appreciate um a lot, but there's no celebrity who I'm like I fucking pass out if I'm at home. I'm a grown woman, you know. Yeah. It's, it's no reason we pass out seeing someone else. Yeah. Whose work do you like or who is uh, who are some artists or celebrities that, that do inspire you? Um, There's this one visual artist named Terrence Nance. He makes like movies and visual arts and shorts and claymation. He had a show on HBO. Um, I would say top creator, big, big odd future girl in my teenager's mm-hmm. Um, big dank skater type like that. Mm. Um, and I think that definitely influenced me, especially when I was younger. Um, and a lot of comedians who are now dead, also great comedians, Richard Pryor, mm. people like that. Yeah. Is there, are you the yeah. only one who has this creative outlet in your family or? Mm, no, my older brother, he designs like custom suits. Oh, yeah, so he does that, um, and then everyone else is pretty normal. <laughs> How did your uh, comedy journey begin? My older brother, uh, when I was in middle school, he used to show me stand-ups, and then throughout my teenage years, I would just write my own routines. I would ever perform them. I think on my for my 21st birthday, my gift to myself was to start stand-up. And yeah, since then I haven't really taken a break since. Oh, nice. How was that with? Oh, I mean, how was Philly during? I mean, I'm assuming like most places, but when the pandemic started, when you're you know getting your you've got your momentum and you're going to a lot of mics, um, and then the pandemic hits, and that happens to like every comic where you have to take that. Like, what did you do in that? pause period like that in between um zoom shows and i started roast battling i just started doing how did did you like zoom shows i hated zoom shows with my whole heart and soul i hated it (laughs) 
it's um, weird, right? It's weird. Yes, I hate it. It's like you waiting for a laugh. It's two people. They know your joke already. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wasn't a fan, but I did Zoom because I felt like I was off to. Um, I think I had I had done comedy for less than a year before the pandemic hit. So I started doing Zoom, and that was fun. I did some game shows. I did some roasts. I did some showcases. I did more physical comedy over Zoom mm. as opposed to just storytelling. Mm. Interesting. That, that yeah, seems like a much better medium or to do over that platform. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. So you're like you're still itching though, or waiting to get like the rest of your experience with it because having like doing it only for like less than a year, and then all of a sudden a global pandemic hitting, it's like that kind of uh yeah that kind of messes up your ride. Yeah, I would say it didn't mess it up too much. Oh, that's good. I think, yeah, I was grinding on Zoom. I was like, for the first time in my life, I was like, this is going to keep going. So that yeah, when the, yeah, when like, a lot of the mandates lifted, I was just like able to just go right back into performing, which is, I'm very, very grateful for, very, very blessed to have been able to do. Yeah. So did you like roasting? How is roasting? I did not like roasting. <laughs> uh, I never liked roasting. <laughs> it's very mean. That's not my. That's yeah. not my vibe. Like, that's yeah. not my energy. Yeah, How I'll it? do it. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I'll do any show. Like I'll do any type of showcase. Um, but that's definitely not my favorite uh, type of comedy. What about your uh, interaction with the audience? You know, you have your set, you're doing your thing, but how is that when you, you know, mix it in? How comfortable are you mixing it in? Do you like interacting with the audience more? Yeah, it definitely depends on the audience. Some audiences do not like to be interacted with. True. Um, yeah, yeah, some of them like it. If it's, yeah. if it's a smaller crowd, absolutely. I'm going to talk to people, everything. But if it's a bigger crowd, um, I try to stay uh, behind the fourth wall. Yeah. Do you remember the moment or the at least it's like the stand up set that you did that was the first time when you realized like oh like stand up comedy is something that I like and I like enough to like really like work for and like keep pushing to make it happen? I think the moment was six months into me doing comedy, somebody asked me to host an open mic and it was my first time doing that and I was like oh. I just want to keep doing it. I just want to keep doing more shows and more open mics and everything like that. Mm. And that really just made me work really hard. Yeah. Wow, hosting. Hosting's what, fun. What's been your uh, <clears throat> favorite experience in the Philly scene so far? It's I, it's definitely one of the coolest little comedy scenes, I'd say. Like, you guys have a yeah. couple of clubs. You guys also have indie shows. Definitely. Um, I don't know. I've performed at a few of the clubs. I've done a lot of showcases. I've had a lot of experiences. Honestly, and I was talking to you about this before, Jordan, my favorite like show to do was Late Night Hump. Oh, over nice. in- <laughs> yes, I love that. I appreciate that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I loved it. It was just like so chill, nothing to prove, everyone's smoking, like... I'm a laid-back person. I love a laid-back showcase. Mm, yeah, we're on hiatus right now because uh, events are just canceled at the joint just yeah. for COVID until it goes down, but we'll hopefully be yeah. back soon. Yeah, now there's other people with weed shows on Wednesday night, and I'm like, 
I'm ready to get back to my my weed show on Wednesday night. Oh, well, because it's illegal, yeah. so now every yeah. pop, it pops Everybody's up everywhere. Doing it now. Yeah. Yep. yeah. What about being <clears throat> a woman in the scene? I have to ask. Um, yeah. Yeah. Being, oh. it, it's different. When I show up to a lot of showcases, a lot of times people don't think I'm a performer, mm-hmm. um, it, which is very weird. They don't believe I'm a performer. They think I'm an audience member. Um, They're like, <laughs> that's so, that is very weird. They're like so certain. Yeah. Like, no, no way. You can't. They don't even know you. <laughs> and they just judge. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like, I've what? Had, yeah, how does yeah. that different? Like, how do you look? like an audience member and you look like a comic like what does that mean (laughs) it's like i'm in the green room with (laughs) (laughs) you have to walk around with the mic in your hands at all times (laughs) (laughs) the only way stand up no stand up stand up no (laughs) yeah it's weird people um i think i get challenged a lot i think uh, especially by men a lot of i've had a lot of men come up to me like corner me and be like you think you're funny i'm like like bro like it's tuesday like (laughs) (laughs) take it down a notch (laughs) yeah there's a different level of uh approaching during open mic culture yeah (laughs) Yeah. well what about what about um but because i mean obviously there are uh more women i i think coming up in the scene in philly as well or maybe there's more women in philly than over here i don't know let's ask you guys that because i feel like in jersey for areas yeah jersey specifically i'm saying not i don't include new york because new york city just has so many different pockets but um yeah i i mean how is that where you have like you found a community of women who at least you have like each other's backs or you're at least like supporting each other you know yeah i mean there's definitely a few women that i feel like are not only great comedians but great friends of mine finessica nicole phoenix tata sharice fantastic comedians um and i feel like we've all like been moving forward together in the scene which is really it's really nice to have that kind of base community when so many people verbally doubt your um uh comedy career for Mm. sure for sure and then they kind of like alienate you they are already placing you into whatever box without you know you have like giving you even have like you have an equal opportunity as anybody else so yeah. it is just lopsided, yeah. yeah. Have you had the opportunity to get to travel for stand-up at all? I've done some shows in New York, just Jersey. Um, I think those are the far... Th- I've done some shows in, like, middle of nowhere, PA. Mm. But that's it so far. I'm hoping to get into some more festivals this year so I can go into more cities besides just New York and some South Jersey cities. What were the differences... Uh, in performing in the different areas with the different kinds of crowds, whether it was like far out PA or New York City? Um, I would say far out PA, they like outrageous stuff. Hmm. <laughs> New York City, crowds are PC. I would say crowds are a little bit more PC, mm. which was very surprising to me. Like I told a 9 11 joke in New York. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, 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 mm. 
I was like, okay, now I'm feeling anymore. Yeah. yeah, it's so sour, touchy subject. Yeah, why is that? Why is it about it's New York City? Weird. Why is New York City like that? I mean, you I'm, no, aside from, <laughs> I, no, I don't mean just like this, the 9/11 thing. That I definitely don't understand. Um, no, but like, why? Like, why are New York City crowds so like more PC than um, maybe other crowds? Um, I think it's fake. I think it's appearances. <laughs> Um, I think I think people in New York um, like to appear a certain way, which is for anything. But I think the culture in New York is to be very like conscious and worldly. Mm-hmm. And I think because of that, a lot of people don't like certain material, which is fine. That's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had to learn that a hard way, yeah. for sure. Yeah. It definitely seems like they are... The- so they feel like better about themselves if they're just yeah. like, oh no, that's you know not appropriate or piece of whatever because we're so you know liberal blue state like whatever mm-hmm. and we have to be so we like yeah carry ourselves above other people but yeah. they're the same you know crummy people underneath like yeah, <laughs> it's just... yeah so it's horrible like unless you're literally like doing things out of the community who fucking cares what you laugh at. Yeah. On a scale of one to a hundred, where is your like strength of like bullshit bullshit detector? Like how good are you at reading if someone's being phony or fake? So good. (laughs) Over the years. (laughs) Um but people I mean when people are fake, I don't take it personally. I really just like, wow, they must really be going through something to think no one notices how weird they're being. But Yeah. Yeah, I try not to be on any bullshit personally. I try not to ever be fake with people. Yeah. I, I yeah. think people are like, people have been over it. I feel like we are in a culture where people have to be, and then I feel like then we definitely swing the other way where people are like too much themselves, which that sounds weird, but they're like, very, <laughs> I don't skin anymore. Very, like, very open. Like, yeah, there is privacy is not even a thing anymore. Yeah. Like, it's not, it's like, oh, yeah. what are you holding back? Yeah, it's like um my private life. Yeah. Uh, I don't want on display. What do you have in store for the future besides other places you want to be traveling and doing comedy? Is there are there other goals, uh, things that you wanted to accomplish? Absolutely, um, I'm getting some writing done. So hopefully these projects will be done in a few months, so I can get them out into the world. Nice. Um, Mostly just focusing on my stand-up journey, building on my set, workshopping new jokes, so I can kind of, like, uh, right now, I'm, like, in my, like, hibernation phase where I'm just, like, in Philly doing as many shows as possible, doing as much stage time as possible, so that when the summer comes, I can really just go everywhere that I need to go. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, the dream. What, what are the long-form projects that you're working on? Long-form projects? Um, a lot of, like... Well, you said writing, yeah. I'm working on like a little like one man show. Cool. I wanna, yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of like, I don't know. This is like a really weird story. But when I was 14, I saw Billy Crystal's one man show on HBO. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is this is fantastic. Like mm-hmm. I'd love to do something like this. So mm-hmm. that's and I love like theater live performance like that. So that's that's what I'm trying to get off the ground right now. Sweet. Well, you put it out into the universe. You'll do it. Absolutely. Manifestation. 
Uh, so we're just gonna check in with your uh, your list. Is there are there any uh, other Pokemon that you would like to add uh, at this point in time that you have not added yet? Uh, Mr. Mine, Mr. Mm. Mine. I think he's a goofy guy. I think he's a silly goose. Yeah, it is. The, the, the names are very creative. How they come up with so many with such like funny, unusual, unique sounding names. Yes, I love that. I mean, it's all part of the Pokemon world. Yeah. Wait, aside from Pokemon, who are you as a human character in Pokemon mm. universe? Ash, Brock, Misty. that lab, the guy with the lab coat. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Professor Oak, man. Yeah, Professor Oak. So, yeah, start that journey. <laughs> and his, yeah. Um, and uh, the two... Um, Oh my gosh, team, two people with arms. Rocket. Yes, thank you. Yeah. But what are their individual names? Is it Jesse and James. Jesse and James, you. yeah. Wow. I need to brush up. That's <laughs> <laughs> all right, we got you. Shit. Yeah. Yo, Team yeah. Rocket, Team Rocket was, their whole shtick was pretty... Were they married? Mm, no, I... the bull was gay. Wait, really? I don't know. Oh, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's probably... <laughs> I... I definitely thought they were. I thought it was like a Game of Thrones situation where they were like lovers and also siblings at the same time. <laughs> no one else got that. No one else picked up. No one else got those vibes watching Team Rocket. I did not think of that. Wow. No, you was getting turned on watching Team Rocket. Like a little turned on, a little confused, a little Pika Pika, I guess. Wait, so is there uh, one of the human characters that you? Oh, yeah. The question, of course. Would uh, would be like, yeah, I don't know, closely resemble. Um, I think I'm a little bit of Brock, and I think I'm a little bit of Nurse Jenny. Oh, nice. Yeah. I like Brock. I like Brock if you know how to cook a meal. Um, <laughs> yes. I hope for that. And I think I'm Nurse Jenny because she just, once again, she just gets cute and mind her business. You know what I mean? She does her job. Sure. Um, She's not worried about the hose. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Solid answer. I'm more of a SpongeBob guy. What are the uh, three biggest lessons you've learned from SpongeBob? Uh, how to tie my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <clears throat> um, what else have I learned from SpongeBob? Squirrels can't breathe underwater. Mm-hmm. <laughs> cannot. Unless they put their head in a pickle jar, then all of a sudden it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's a spacesuit. Let, let's not discredit Sandy Cheeks. It's a full-on spacesuit that she's wearing, okay? Exactly. She's in the bubble. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And don't tell squirrel jokes. Never tell squirrel jokes. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. Good lesson to all of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zoe, in your like, free time, do you like? Are you someone who uh, is like kind of like you doodle on the side, either when you're like watching something or listening to something, or just when you should be doing other things aside from whatever you're doing? Yeah, I doodle all the time. I like making like little animations on my phone. I like um, scribbling um, in my notebooks on the margins of like where I'm writing, things like that. Mm-hmm. If you doodled in class when you were younger, would you get in trouble? Yeah, especially in math class. Um, I hated math. I hated everything involving math. So instead of taking notes, I draw all the time. Yeah. But do you feel like that helped you absorb information, at least, if your focus and attention was elsewhere? Absolutely not. Definitely failed Algebra 1 in the <laughs> um, uh, I think it only decreased my math skills. Still can't do fractions. 
Mm-hmm. Um, fractions, yeah. Yeah, but I'm not a mathematician. I'm an artist as an adult, so that all works out. That's right. True, very true. Yes. What did you have on your list? I'm curious. We have, let's see, one, two, three, four Pokemon so far. All right. Um, I'm going to go with Lucario. Mm-hmm. I like Lucario. He can. He has that like he can speak. He's kind of mysterious, kind of suave, mm-hmm. but he's still a Pokemon. You know what I mean? Don't <laughs> yes. get too close to him. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you can stop whenever you want. You decide how many you want. Oh, how many? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. You go until you want. Did, were you a, were you a collector of the cards when you were a kid? Not really. Hmm. Yeah, I just watched the show. I played the video games. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Pokemon White was definitely my favorite. No, mm-hmm. Pokemon Mystery Dungeon on the Game Boy SP. Ooh, I don't Ooh. know that one. That was the one where you could like be the Pokemon. I was obsessed with it. Oh yeah. I don't think I played that one either. Did you play it? Wait, you said you didn't. No, play that? I, I don't think I had an SP. Like, I definitely had a. I had a Game Boy Advance and a Game Boy Color when I was a kid. So I played like all the original ones, like all the like all the, the color ones. But like I don't think I played anything beyond that. So yeah. Yeah. Good. yeah. Do you keep do you keep up with the game still at all? Not now. I have a switch, but now that I spend all my time smoking and staring into space, <laughs> I don't really have time to play. <clears throat> what are the uh, artists that you're listening to right now? Um, Todd the Creator, Summer Walker, Vince Staples. Um, my Students have me listening to the Encanto soundtrack. Fantastic! Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just walked out today for the first time. It's it's pretty amazing. Yes, yeah. I was like, "Why is this? Why am I about to cry?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's definitely yeah. That's what the music stuff I've been listening to lately. Nothing major. A lot of show tunes. Big show tune girl. Mm. Yeah. What are some of your favorite shows? Um, Little Shop of Horrors. Mm. Company. Um, Dream Girls, the basics, mm-hmm. nothing crazy. Yeah. yeah. Did you do theater in school? I did theater. I did theater for a little bit in high school. Um, I was trying to be like an actress for a few years. So once I got to college, I did some extra work for Netflix. But I kind of moved away from that journey and then uh, moved towards comedy. Hmm. Do you ever want to get back into acting now that you're doing comedy and you realize that that's how you make money in comedy is by getting a sit down role? Yeah, literally. I want to like, um, I definitely want to get more into acting and uh, get some auditions set up in the next few months because I'm ready to, I feel like I have the performance skills now that I've been on stage for uh, behind the camera work. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Did you, do you, did you always feel like you were a natural to performing or was that something you had to kind of get yourself used to the idea of doing? Uh, I definitely felt very natural to me. Being on stage always felt natural to me, mm. even as a kid. I always struggled with like one-on-one conversations. I was a very shy child. Mm. Um, even now, I prefer standing on stage than having a one-on-one conversation with people. It just feels so... It's like I'm in like my zen when I'm on stage. Yeah. Mm. And there's also like something pretty intimidating about a one-on-one conversation because 
it's like there's nowhere to go it's like at least if there's like a couple people you could always like take a break especially if you're like a little more introverted you can like relax for a minute like cool they're gonna have the conversation i'm gonna kind of like recharge and then it comes back to you but when it's just two people talking it's like i think that's when you really find out like the strength that you have with uh like connection wise with the person sometimes it feels like like there's no like there's like there's nothing else for you to like bounce off of it's just you and the other person yeah absolutely and that's exactly what it is especially because i don't really care about most things people say (laughs) 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 Uh, a lot of dead ends and conversations like okay (laughs) who's the person in your life that you would say you're the uh the most comfortable with the most comfortable with definitely myself (laughs) that's a good answer that's a good answer yeah a lot of people would not say themselves yeah yeah, I'm my biggest, I'm my best friend, I think, at this point. And I think I'm on, like, a journey of, like, self-love or whatever. Um, and I definitely feel like I'm my own ride or die. Yeah. Yeah, I think mean, that makes sense because it's it's this interesting thing where it's literally no one will ever spend as much time with you as you spend with yourself. Because you literally spend every single second of your entire life with yourself, no matter who else exactly. you're with. Also, at the end of it, like, you're you're the only person getting you through whatever experience. Mm-hmm. You can have things that, like, assist you and stuff, but yeah. <laughs> as Jordan says, he's told me, he's just, like, you're going, like, on your own journey. Like, this is, yeah. like, it's not, mm-hmm. it is still solo. It doesn't matter how, whichever way you look at it. Yeah. Well, <clears throat> this I... wasn't solo. all of us no i was just gonna say how do you treat yourself what's your uh your self-love weekend you're you're taking yourself away for the weekend what are you doing oh i don't know i like to treat myself every day i like to treat myself (laughs) at least once a day Mm. um i spoil myself but um definitely my favorite self-care is just getting high (laughs) i like um getting tea Taking a long walk, blasting music, um, just sitting around writing. Nothing crazy. I'm very. I like to be very low key. Maybe go to the park. Mm. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. simple. Yeah. Sweet. Do you feel like you get more creative, or you like get more creative stimulation from either being high, smoking, whatever it is? Um. No, I definitely. I actually think it takes away because mm. I never want to do shit when I'm high. Mm. I, I'll get the ideas. But then I won't have the ethic. Yeah, uh, the execution yeah. is hard to carry out yeah. when you're high, for sure. Yeah. I'll be like, this is a great idea. And then I'll be like, but. <laughs> <laughs> My phone's all the way over there. Yeah, right, exactly. When it gets to the point of having like, to record it, even, forget it. I think we've all had so many thoughts that are fleeting. I'm sure we've had so many brilliant ideas that are just yeah in a void yeah i went (laughs) i went to the movies yesterday and like i'm you know i'm usually a a pretty good audience member i don't put my phone out i just like sit there keep it in my pocket whatever and i had an idea for something i didn't have like no like a notepad or anything and i was like man i'm gonna forget this idea i'm like no no i'll remember it and i was like i spent the like i enjoyed the movie but i spent the entire two hours worried that i was gonna forget this idea and you know what i did but i remembered it so it's okay and then i wrote down my phone so but yeah yeah it's hard you gotta catch those moments but um yeah Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch all those moments. Gotta catch them all. All right, so before we we wrap up for uh, for this episode of Sessions with Mary Jane, uh, do you have any uh, last minute at the buzzer jump shot Pokemon that you want to throw into your count? Yes. Goldeen, Snorlax, um, Mew, Mewtwo, um, Charizard, Charmander, 
Um, whatever Goldine turns into. We can't count things. it. We need an actual name, but you know what you're talking about. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah, so, that's a good Pikachu, one. Pikachu, Raichu, Meowth. Um, that's it. That's all I got for you. Do you right. know how many Pokemon there are in total? Well, there was at one point 150, but then and more to see because to be a Pokemon Master, oh. it's your destiny. But then, you know, 151, and, and then they just continued on after that. So, Well, this has been wonderful it's been, it's been a real delight and, yeah, and you get 13 pokemon lucky 13 <laughs> and we are lucky for having you here zoe thank you so much we for being on our, you. our podcast thank you, guys. Yes. you got any handles any uh places that people can find you any shows coming up you want to plug to the people at home or in their cars or in their minds listening to you right now yeah you can follow me on instagram at at the zoe dixon at the zoe d-o-e dixon d-i-x-o-n um, you can find all my show dates and times on that page. Cool, cool. Thank you, Zoe. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Thank listeners you. at home. And, uh, you know, just keep looking at Late Night Hump. Uh, just go at Late Night Hump, latenighthump.com, latenighthump at gmail.com. Anywhere LNH, <laughs> Late Night Hump will be there. We'll be making things for you guys to look at, to laugh at, and to enjoy. So enjoy life until we see you or you see us next. Oh, yeah, get that hump in. I'll see you later. Oh, 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 oh,